welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Yo. So, uh... Today was supposed to be the week we were supposed to start our rookie content. But it just so happened that free agency didn't start today, which is Wednesday. It started yesterday, on a Tuesday, uh, when we were podcasting. And this year, almost all the news broke on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, there was a huge flood. It seemed um, a little ridiculous to just poo-poo that and push it aside and do quarterbacks and then get, you know... Do the free agency and then get back to the rookies when we can easily just do the free agency. If we just wait a day later. Yeah. And here yeah. we are, a day later. Yep. Of course, I was super busy at work. Of course. Uh, so it's like, okay, here, here, do all this at once, Rich, as I'm just on Twitter all day long getting all this news, breaking news. <laughs> Such is life. But it works out better that way because we're going to go right after this episode, guys. We're right into the rookies. That's it. Yep. I was all ready for my uh, quarterback takes. Did all my, I'm all done on my quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I stu- I'm studied up. I have such a hot take coming for Lamar Jackson. Uh, and why you're going to want him on your dynasty roster? I'm sure it's pretty obvious, but I mean, you pretty much just blew it right there. There's, I've, there's I've, your hot take. I've got it. I've got it. You, <laughs> you want him? You want him? But I, I, I let me. I'll break it down for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but today we have a jam-packed show for you. Free agency. Oh man. So lots of players um, that have that are on your dynasty team have now are on new teams or signed long-term extensions. Now, I always prefer the guy that stays on this team that signed a long-term extension. Yeah, me too. I want people's garbage disregards. Because remember, we've, we've said this many times. For the most part, for the most of, I would say, what do you think, Matt? About 50% of the guys we're going to talk about will just be nothing? They're not going to work out on their new teams. Yeah, no. I would say so. So we're going to talk about guys that were buying in the new scheme, and we're going to talk about guys that were selling in the new scheme, and we're going to talk about guys that we don't even know how they ended up in the new scheme. Because uh, some guys have value. Some guys have no value. Some guys have long-term value. Some guys have short-term value. And guess what, baby? We got you covered. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's dive right back into this. Let's go back um, back right around to the six when Chris Ivory signed with the Bills. Oh, man. We're going back a ways. That, that means nothing, right? Uh, not to me. Okay. No, I mean, I think he's just a insurance policy there for Shady McCoy. Moving on. Yep. Moving on. Uh, on the eighth, DeMarco Murray was cut. Yes, he was. And, dude, all the Derrick Henry owners rejoiced. They did. There was a, a an embrace, a hallelujah, everything. People, I saw tweets out there going, that's it. Told you, I told all you suckers that would listen. That Derrick Henry's going to be a top six fans to running back. In my head, I'm like, yeah, sure, buddy. Uh-huh. Not to toot my own horn, but I recall the year that they drafted him and they had DeMarco Murray on the team. I said, it's going to be one year of DeMarco Murray running the show. The second year, they're probably going to start phasing Derrick Henry in. And the third year, you get cut. they'll get cut. We talked about it. We said it's I a mean, two-year contract. Literally, I predicted this exact – well, we did the exact uh, – the exact scenario that went down. So literally two a T. Yeah. So I'm not not surprised at all by the move. Um, but proceed. Sorry. Yeah, because this contract was guaranteed. Right. Sometimes you got to read the lingo. Listen, guaranteed money for a running back means they're going to most likely keep the player. Exactly. Just about any player, unless your name's Edmondu Sue, you're going to be pretty much guaranteed your money. You're going to stay on the roster. Right. So that's the way it's going to work, and that's how Demarco Murray's 
thing went. And we said, we don't get the Derrick. That limited Derrick Henry out the gate. So when people want to take Derrick Henry in the first round, we're like, why would you take Derrick Henry, who's a touchdown-dependent, non-catching running back in the first round, and you have DeMarco Murray here for two years. So that limits him out the gate in two years. And where's it going to be in two years? We don't know. Maybe in two years it'll be good. We'll find out in two years. Well, guess what, folks? We're here two years later. But we'll hold off on that when we get to the Deion Lewis take. We will. So I've got a lot of hot takes on that, too. All right. <laughs> a little teaser. Smoldering. My Derrick Henry uh, hatred. Again, not hate, it, not hate him as an NFL running back, but as a fantasy option, it's still there. Yep. The Embers are even glowing stronger. Yes, they are. Uh, so there's that. Torrey Smith got traded to the Panthers. Um, I mean, I'm not sure why the Panthers want a guy that can run down the field and not catch the ball, but hey, whatever. No big deal. Yeah, I don't get that either. So then on Friday, so okay, so I leave on Friday, go out of town. All right, I went down to Columbus. One of my kids, uh, one of my good buddy's sons, one of our good buddy's mm-hmm. sons, was playing for the state championship Division One hockey. Right. And I used to go, you know, from Ohio State days. Had a buddy down in Columbus once on Friday, so I go down to Columbus. All of a sudden, all these news start breaking. The Browns are making all these trades. I'm like, what's going on around? I'm busy. I'm I'm doing family stuff. Right. I'm kids. I'm in a town. We're at like some bookstore and stuff. I'm like, oh. you can't be attached to your phone. Or can oh. you? <laughs> so we're at this bookstore that has 32 rooms. It's yeah. like the biggest bookstore ever, right? So we're in this book. And it's like a labyrinth, right? I could have I could have been lost for eternity with Harry Potter in there. And I told, I, at one point, I was like, listen. Because after the tie rod news broke, I was like, babe, listen. listen. Do whatever you got to do. I'm, I, there's a chair here. I'm going to sit down for 15 minutes. And I've got to read the information. The Browns just got Jarvis Landry. The Browns just got a cornerback. And the Browns just got Tyrod Taylor. And she's like, who are these people? I'm like, shh, don't talk to me for 15 it's a, minutes. It's a, it's a library. you got to keep your voice down. <laughs> so the Browns trade for Jarvis Landry. They don't. He's currently playing on the franchise tag, which is about $16 million. Right. He's not resigned. Mm-hmm. Word is on the streets that they're going to try and resign him. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's ideal for the Browns. I don't know why you'd want to trade all. I mean, what it was a fourth and seventh round pick. I mean, I guess they didn't give up that much draft they gave capital. Him, none of them were yeah. even their picks. Right. So, to me, what do you think of Jarvis? So, obviously, Jarvis Landry, an elite PPR receiver. He is somebody that, you know, obviously 100, 400 catches in the first four years. Nobody's ever done that before. Right. He's, he's led the league in the, in the last four years. A local reporter came out today said that he talked to a very reliable source within the Dolphins organization and he said today that person told him, he's like, listen, he's like, Jarvis Landry was literally the hardest working person on the football team. He was the toughest person on our football team. The guy is unreal. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that's a that's a great addition to anybody's team then, you know, just to have somebody that has that work ethic to show the other guys, you know, that they got to really step up their game. Does his PPR value hold true? So we talk about scheme fits. Does it move over? Does it hold true? I think Jarvis Landry mostly doesn't skip a beat really he's now okay maybe doesn't catch 100 footballs this year but why not there's not Corey coleman in a way josh gordon's still a big play receiver but there's plenty of balls to go around for him to still catch um to to me i think jarvis landry and jarvis landry is going to be the guy scoring more ppr points um this year than than josh gordon um I, at least on a consistent basis just because i mean obviously tyrod is he's a little rough on the on the deep um, accuracy. So, I mean, I think his game and 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 Jarvis Jarvis Landry's game are gonna they're gonna pair together pretty nicely. I think Todd Haley's gonna be find a way to utilize him. Yeah, Todd absolutely. Haley has shown over the years he's really shown you know he usually runs that five receiver sets or uses five receivers. 
and he uses the strength of each receiver. So I think he'll utilize uh, Josh Gordon more into that Martavis Bryant role when Martavis Bryant was really, really good, mm-hmm. and then use Jarvis Landry on more of a like a Eli Rogers plus kind of point to it or – you know, a oh, plus, man. plus. Yeah, I mean. plus, yeah, plus, 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 plus. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a much I, better I can't player. say Antonio yeah, right. Brown, but more of Antonio Brown's intermediate routes. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I see that. Um, go ahead. Sorry. No, so I still like Jarvis Landry here. Tyrod Taylor. Now, this is a guy that you and I have been preaching for, I think, a year and a half now. Like, I don't get all the Tyrod Taylor, Taylor hate. We said this when he was in Buffalo. Like, he's a slightly above average quarterback, which is pretty good. So now you bring him to Cleveland, and he's got – he's only – listen, he's only going to be here for most likely one year. If he brings him to the playoffs the first year, maybe they'll use him again next year. But they're going to draft Sam Darnold or somebody number one overall. overall. Yeah, they, he's They uh, ship yeah. off to Sean Kaiser specifically so they're – listen, Cleveland's been the born place of QB controversy. So I thought they'd bring in Tyrod so there's no controversy there. He's only here for one year. He's starting. There's, yeah, there's no – He's the starter. He's a starter for one year. He's yep. getting $16 million, and there's nobody behind him. And some could say that this, you know, this is the best weapons he's going to have because listen, the Buffalo O line wasn't that great. Cleveland's O line's pretty good. They bring in Carlos Hyde, which we'll get to. Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry, Corey Coleman, and David Njoku. That's a pretty solid cast. So you go, okay, he's in a much better position to succeed, maybe outside the top twelve at quarterbacks. But let's see. You never know. With Todd Haley, this could be in a good situation for Tyrod for one year. And he's also auditioning himself to get paid for future years. Yes, so he's he going to be yep. balls to the wall. And there are all the reports on Tyrod. Are, this is a guy that gets in early, first in, last out. He does work hard at his craft. Counterpoint would be a couple years ago, Tyrod Taylor did have Marquise Goodwin, Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, and Chris Hogan all at his all at his disposal and 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 – they didn't amount to jack squad. And they got rid of all those receivers because none of them did anything. Right. So let's see what happens. But at the same time, I'm not worried long-term because this is literally just a one-year stint. Right. And and I think the guys that didn't really do well um, there in Buffalo with Tyrod were the, were the down-the-field type of guys. You know, I, I mean, I think Hogan, he he always did, I mean, all right. And, and Jarvis Landry is obviously better than him, so – I think Landry will have value, and I think he'll be good to go. No, and I agree on that as well. And you're right; a lot of those guys are deep th- threats. Sammy Watkins, he's a deep threat. Right. Robert Woods is kind of a deep threat. Right. Marquise Goodwin, definitely a deep threat. And Chris Hogan's all his plays in New England are deep threats. And I mean, and, and look, even this past year, um, Zay Jones, I, I believe, led the league in in uncatchable balls thrown his way. And he's more of a down-the-field type of guy and big play receiver as well. So I think Tyrod just has – he has a little bit of issues down the field type of thing. So, and, and, you know, obviously the guy can make plays close to the line of scrimmage and with his legs. So, I mean, he's he's not a bad fantasy option. And and, and I think we accurately described him as like a an above-average quarterback. So, yes, yeah. agree there. And as a Browns fan, listen, we've been doing this podcast for four years, so people know that we have suffered. It's been longer than four years. It's been since 1986. For the first time in my entire life, I am optimistic. You're you're always optimistic. For the first time in a long time, I'm slightly optimistic. So take that for what it's worth. So I'm a thousand more times optimistic than I'm usually going to be. Um, More news. Buccaneers extended tight end Cameron Brait. Yeah. Six years, 
41 million dollars yeah we got to talk about that for a minute though. yeah so they drafted oj howard the 19th, 19th pick in the first round last year but and then you have you have cameron Brait. i mean this guy's averaging 44 receiving yards and a half a touchdown over his last 28 games so he's somebody who's always been like a back end low tight end one possibility high tight end two yeah but they like him enough now where they go ahead and they extend him long term after investing oj howard is this good for Bray? Bad for Howard? Is it good? Or is it good? A lot of teams are going to these two tight end sets. I mean, I think they can both function, but I, in the, in these cases, I mean, you have to look at the money and, and say, hey, man, it, these first-round picks aren't what they used to be. You know what I mean? You're not tied to these guys for a ton of cash anymore. For the most part, you have them pretty cheap for the first four years. and, and don't hurt you. And, yeah, it doesn't really hurt you if, if they don't pan out. You just don't pick up their fifth-year option, and you get rid of them, and you move on. And a big-time deal like this, this could spell trouble for O.J. Howard in the future if if they don't start, you know, producing in two tight end sets and they're not both on the field, you know. So this is a year where you if – I, if I own O.J. Howard, I'm really paying attention to how they're using him this year because you might still be able to get away with a little bit of a trade, like some trade value on potential alone. Um, still this year. So I'm 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 keeping an eye on it. We'll put it. So that we don't way. even talk about. Okay, Mike Evans signs a huge contract extension right. there as well. I look at this as a window for OJ Howard okay. to buy. I All think right. this is a good opportunity to buy OJ Howard. The way I look at it is, yes, Cameron Brait just showed enough. I think rightfully so to get that extension. Even his extension, six years, forty-one million. That's not crazy money. And I guarantee most of that money that's guaranteed is not anything that I don't know the exact numbers on it, but it's nothing crazy. Right. So I look at it. Hey, most tight ends take three years to develop, anyways, right? So OJ Howard's going into year two. It's actually a, almost almost half of that's guaranteed, by the way, eighteen million. So okay, so so th- let's say three years, three to four right, years. Right, right. It might end up being closer to a three-year deal. I think if anything, I think yeah. if anything, this hurts more of like Chris Godwin shares. You know that where he had a nice hype train going into this offseason. And I think, you know, Deshaun Jackson might be a cut can possibility there. But you got Mike Evans. Most teams can function with a two tight end set. But a lot of those times, one of those is a pass catching tight end. Another one's a black blocking tight end. And the concern there is O.J. Howard was a pretty good blocker, really good blocker in college. And Cameron Braid's not. And that that's where the concern comes into effect. Right. But I think O.J. Howard's young enough. They they have the fifth year option on him. Where if he does start to blossom, I think they'll find a way to get out from under Bray or at least utilize them both. Where O.J. Howard's obviously not going to have much value here going anytime soon, and you guys are going to see owners get frustrated. So if you don't buy net now, I think you put a little note in your system to go try and buy O.J. Howard maybe next year, where his value might not come into fruition. Okay, maybe never, but three years from now. Yeah. Two or three years. I'm, I'm That's just, a lifetime in Dynasty. It is. It is. It's a I long time. Kind of I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it. We'll put it that way. That's I just that's a lot of money for a guy that was like an undrafted type of free agent um, tight end. So they're making a pretty significant um, investment there. All right. Case Keenum goes to the Broncos. So if you're in a super flex league, maybe you made a move for Keenum last year and people thought, hey, this might be a short-lived moment. I can just get rid of Keenum now for some hot value. Now he goes to the Denver Broncos. He's coming off a year where he threw 3,547 yards and 22 touchdowns while only throwing seven interceptions. And now he's going to Denver. 
and he could probably put up the same amount of numbers. You know, they pick up Damaris's option, that $4 million option, which pretty much guarantees his contract for next year as well, which means DT there is for two years. Right, and and Sanders obviously was never healthy last year. His ankle, he, he literally fought through that all year. He still said, I think, like a couple of weeks back that he's only like 90, 95% healed from that now, you know, and that's, you know, two or three months removed from the season. So, Keenum, again, new scheme. Right. New system, not Pat Shermer there. Different weapons, but good weapons still, but mm-hmm. still not Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs there, but comparable weapons. It's just sometimes these quarterbacks, We how many times have we seen this where the quarterback that had a hot year goes somewhere else, and then it's kind of like they're pretty much a dud forever. And then it's like, okay, I mean, I expect big things. Here he is. And then it's just kind of like, eh. They're both West Coast-based offenses, so hopefully there'll be some some stuff that's familiar for him. And, and yeah, we have definitely seen that kind of thing. And it's not like the money's crazy um, or the years either. Two years, $36 million. They're, they're going to draft a quarterback. They're, Whoever yeah. they draft is most likely going to be the starter next year. So it's most likely a one-time thing here. Well, I mean, I could see him holding on to him for the for the two years. but Depends who they draft. If right. it's Josh Allen, for sure. If it's Baker Mayfield, no way. No, I mean, I could, I could see him keeping him on. It's not like an exorbitant amount of money. It, it would the second year is probably less than than the eighteen million, you know, less than half. So, I mean, you could keep Case for two years and just not start him the second year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, big news here at twenty four years old, Allen Robinson, right? Goes to Chicago Bears. Now he goes to the Bears, where there are fifty players last year that had more touchdowns than the 2017 Bears combined. Who only had four? They had four touchdowns last year. That is hard to do. So Mitch Trubisky comes in. He has way more better weapons. They signed Trey Burton, and they signed Allen Robinson. This is not good for Adam Shaheen, owners. But again, Matt Nagy likes to run two tight end sets. He does. He does. Adam Sheen coming out of Ashland's going to need time to develop as it is anyways. But Trey Burton got some good money. Yes, he did, man. Um, he was actually that was actually one of the landing spots I mentioned for him, um, Trey Burton going up to uh, the Bears. So I'm, I'm glad to see that they they kind of saw it the same way as I did. Um, but four years, thirty two million. He's obviously going to be, you know, the guy. The guy starting there. He's the guy to own for at least next year and, and probably the year after that. And Nagy loves his tight ends. Yeah. Just think Travis Kelsey. Absolutely. Travis Kelsey, baby. Um, so, she, you know, Shaheen owners, um, you'll just have to wait on that a little bit. You know, and hopefully, so. hopefully this is something. Remember we said go pick up Trey Burton. We said yeah. this midseason Absolutely. last year that you want to pick up Trey Burton because he was a free agent this year, and there's good odds that he was he's shown enough where he's going to get signed somewhere. And here mm-hmm. we are, six months later, Trey Burton gets signed to the Bears with Allen Robinson to relieve pressure. And he's in a good spot. So they, also, now, they also picked up uh, Taylor Gabriel, so I just wanted to make a little note of that. For a nice little deep threat. Right. But yep. Taylor Gabriel is not somebody you're going to be really starting on your roster. No, but, I mean, I think he helps boost a, a position of weakness there um, for the Bears. So Okay. So, Allen Robinson's here. He's a, he's the number one guy. I put a poll up on Twitter. It's out of, like, 2,000 reviews. Everybody picked. It was, like, 70% Allen Robinson versus Sammy Watkins. It was, like, who would you rather have in Dynasty going forward? Mm-hmm. I pick Sammy personally, okay, because I'm a I'm a I'm a Sammy lover. Right, on. I can't help myself. Yeah. We'll get to that next. But right now we're talking Allen Robinson. So Allen Robinson, you know his rookie year, uh, or just two years ago, where he made a Pro Bowl in 15, 80 catches, fourteen hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns, fantastic. Came back the next year, only seventy three catches, eight hundred eighty three yards, and six touchdowns, and then he tore his ACL. So he's two years removed of being a stud, but he's only going to be twenty five 
um, going into this year. He's a clear-cut number one guy. Yes, he is. Where do you see Allen Robinson? I mean, obviously they lost um, they lost a big-time player when they lost um, Alshon Jeffrey, and I think this guy is going to be that replacement. He's that number one wide receiver. There haven't been a lot of them coming out in the draft, and I think um, the Bears knew that. They probably saw that this year's draft was, again, uh, you know, light on wide receiver ones, and they went out and plucked him, man. Um, Every receiver got paid in this. There's so many receivers that got paid because this receiver class isn't that great. Right, and, and this is the same thing that happened last year with um, offensive linemen. It was a weak offensive line draft, and offensive linemen got tons of money. So, I mean, all you have to do is kind of look at some of the cash that that's getting thrown around early in free agency, and you'll see what's weak in the draft pretty quickly. Well, this is pretty strong running back class. I was pretty shocked by some of these running back contracts. I agree. But uh, a lot of these running back cl- contracts are easy escapes as well, though. I think a lot of running back contracts, period, get structured that way. Yeah. You know? So I don't think this hinders anybody from doing anything. So Al Robinson goes right back to where he was, which is like a hot commodity. Everybody wants him. And I this, agree. And this yeah. is it for it because you have a chance right now where his ADP is. You know, we get Allen Robinson probably like late second, third round of a dynasty startup draft where that value could be all of a sudden – you're getting a top 12, top 12 to 15 dynasty asset. Right. And to buy him right now, I think that that ship is kind of sailed because most people are going to be like, no, this is, this is, I'm gambling for that. I need me some A Rob to, to succeed. So before we get to the Sammy contract, so Robinson signs for three years, 42 million, 25 guaranteed. Sammy Watkins signs for three years, 48 million, uh, 30 guaranteed with a $21 million sign in bonus. He's getting $34 million up front in the first two years, which is guaranteed, which is kind of weird because Allen Robinson has done more than Sammy has done. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Allen Robinson might may have had to take a slight discount due to the ACL injuries coming back from as well. Oh, for sure. Somebody, so somebody asked me, well, why do you take less? I'm like, I don't know, man, because he came off a dud year, and then after that dud year, he tore his ACL, right. so he hasn't done anything in two years. Maybe that's it? Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> so, And I know, yeah. listen, I know Sammy hasn't done much either, but the, the guy is still one of the best receiver prospects I've seen and scouted personally. Before we get into Sammy, Allen Robinson, Sammy Watkins – you can only pick one for your dynasty roster going forward. Who are you taking? Oh, that is very hard. That's um, obviously. Oh. I mean, they're like the same age. They're like both same explosive. Age. They're. I mean, essentially now they're in the same offense with, um, you know, obviously uh, Allen's with the Bears who. You know, the Bears head coach literally just came from Kansas, Kansas City. City. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it, it, it's like almost like staring in a mirror here. Um, but, I mean, for my for, for me, I'm probably going to go Allen Robinson because I think – You're with the majority, yeah. I mean, I just think that he's, he's the best weapon on that team and he's not going to have to fight as much for targets as Sammy is. I mean, Sammy's got Tyreek Hill. He's got – um, Travis Kelsey to compete with, and not to mention Kareem Hunt um, in the passing game as well. So yeah, I mean, and they're gonna they're gonna commit to that run more because they had to. La- that's when they won last year, and they got away from the run a little bit more, and they went back to it. And Kareem Hunt really thrived, is when they did really well again. And after I picked Sammy originally, I said, you know what? I think just overall, from a fantasy perspective, I should have selected Allen Robinson and not click Sammy. But listen, 
Sammy was in a, a bad offense did not suit him in Buffalo whatsoever. And then they, they trade up, they gave all that heat for him, but they didn't, they didn't do anything for right. him. Yeah. Yeah. I totally you mentioned agree. Tyrod earlier. So that, did, that didn't help him. But at the same time, in Sammy Watkins first two years, he averaged 70 yards per game. That's 15th best of all time in the history of the NFL all time. He's a legit deep threat. His big games in LA last year. That was his, that was his mojo, his right. deep threat there. So that's where he was. And that's where a strong suit is. So he goes to Kansas City, and who's who's throwing the ball? Pat Mahomes. He's got a really good arm. I know he does. I I just think there's a lot of competition for targets, and, and there's question marks about Pat Mahomes altogether. Right. We don't know for sure he's going to be good. And like you said, Tyreek Hill is he's a deep threat. Right. But also he could be utilized on those under route, short routes. They like to do those screen passes to him as well. Even sometimes out of the backfield. But I think this is a really good spot. For him, I think know? I think they're good, both good spots. You're you're making me choose, and and I'm going with Allen Robinson only because I think he's going to be he's going to get getting targeted more frequently. I I like that too because you're right, he is going to be heavily targeted. He's like the Clerica guy where Sammy can get away from him a little bit. Yep. But I think Sammy's still going to take the top off there, and I think for fi- I think finally after years of for Sammy owners, you're finally going to see what you have. You're you're finally they're going to going to reap the rewards. We're gonna have a a meddling wide receiver three. I agree. I agree. Let this me, is this is gonna be make or break for him for sure. This let is. me uh let me just bust out my crystal balls oh, here God. real quick. <laughs> balls. Will Allen Robinson finish as a wide receiver one in Chicago on his contract? Crystal Ball says yes. Ah. Crystal Ball. <laughs> Will Sammy Watkins? Finishes a wide receiver one in Kansas City in his three-year contract. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. It says yes. A resounding yes. It said a low end. It says low end wide receiver one for at least one year out of those three. And I'm not making any more promises out of that. But for one year, he'll be a low end wide receiver one. Very low. Those are really specific balls you have. Listen, dude, my balls don't mess around. <laughs> These things are very accurate. Okay, yeah, they, I can tell. they have not. They have not done me wrong yet. Okay, they never go blue. They're always good to go here. It's always clear as day. Okay, the clouds <laughs> out. The cloud, no clouds. All right, it's clear as day. So both are in good spots. Both are being paid to be big time receivers. So listen, they're going to be big time receivers. And the same thing you mentioned. Hey, Tyreek Hill's there. Travis Kelsey's there. You're not paying Sammy Watkins $34 million in two years not to be the ball and not to scheme around and not something that you believe in. And that's what Andy Reid's going to do. And we mentioned this about DeMarco Murray earlier. And we mentioned this about a lot of guys that go in this situation. They're being paid to be the guy. And there's a couple guys we're going to talk about on this list that are being paid to be the guy. And they're going to get them the football because they're paying them to make plays. That's right. And at the very least, they're going to be put in a position early on to make those plays. And I'm a believer that if Sammy is put in the right position and you get him to football and you scheme for him, that he could be a stud muffin. I totally agree. You tell that turd who's yeah. boss. I just told that turd yeah. who's boss. That's and right. listen, I love Sammy Watkins, and I'm still buying him. And for all those people that went there and bought Sammy Watkins and have Sammy Watkins, the time is now, people. Time to rejoice. Get on your soapbox. Point fingers. Call names. Say, listen, <laughs> I told you so. This is Dynasty. You need to practice patience. Shame on you. Shame on you. Oh, you have Derrick Henry? Shame on you, too. Wow. Preach. Moving on. All right. Drew Brees signs a two-year, $50 million contract. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we all saw that coming. There were some odd reports that were saying there was other suitors for him, blah, 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 blah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Albert Wilson signs in Miami, three years, $24 million. Now, when he originally signed, I thought he was, okay, he's going to be the slot guy. You know, this is a smart football player, young, uh, and he's going to come in here and be the slot guy. So maybe we'll pick up that Jarvis Landry rule. That's until they signed Danny Amendola. So now Danny Amendola goes into the slot. They're going to move Albert Wilson on the outside across from Devontae Parker. In three years, $84 million, I was like, oh, that's kind of pretty good money for Albert Wilson. Right. I mean, he's an interesting player, but, you know, for a guy, you know, over the last couple of years, I think last year he had 42 catches for 554 yards and three touchdowns. Yep. Okay. So. I mean, there uh, there was apparently a pretty hot market for him as well. So. Um, that's why he got paid. That, that is why he got paid. And, I mean, how do you see it between. You see Stills going into the slot then? Or I think still – I don't know, man. Danny Amendola might end up being, like, the number four. No way. They, they're giving Danny Amendola two years, $12 million, eight and a half guaranteed. He is not the number four. They're giving eight and a half guaranteed. They're going to move him right into the slot. They're going to move Albert Wilson probably on the outside across from Devontae Parker. I don't know. Listen, Miami, to me, that team is just – I. I don't know what the heck they're doing, man. I am so glad. For all you yeah. Dolphins fans, I know that like Chris Mitwin's a big Dol- – I, you know – God bless you. Cause I would I would be hopeless as a Dolphins fan because I don't see any promise there whatsoever. Yeah, I mean I th- I don't know. It's odd. I mean obviously they're they're saving bucks um, by going with Albert Wilson and and shipping off Jarvis Landry, but but you get paid for what you're guaranteed what you guaranteed <laughs> right. Albert Wilson and what you guaranteed Danny Amendola. Right. That was Jarvis Landry's money. The, he's he did what something nobody ever ever did in the NFL before. Right. There's reports coming out. He's the toughest guy on your team. He didn't get better. They didn't get better. Yeah. Listen. By losing Jarvis Landry and adding those two people. Yeah. You don't. And add they're a- probably <laughs> they're probably spending the same amount of money that yes. they that would have taken to yes. get him. So it, it's it's very odd. I think the most person that gives me like I'm what the person I want to see out of all this mix is listen. I'm not investing dynasty. I'm not investing in Albert Wilson. And maybe it'll be okay. But I think Albert Wilson's going to be so he maybe improves on last year. He's 42, 554, and three touchdowns. So maybe he gets to like 65, 800, and five touchdowns. Those aren't numbers. At what? Maybe those are wide receiver three numbers. Right. Right. No, he, I think he's and on valuable. The, I think he's on the wide receiver three radar at this point. And if you had him for whatever reason at the end of the year, you're happy that he he went somewhere and he got that kind of money and will most likely have a role. But I mean, I'm not like. But we have to see with these mountains. Jumping for joy. We got to see if Tannehill can come back and be a viable, viable quarterback. Yeah, he just did a, he just restructured his contract. Yeah. So and all his money is guaranteed, right. which means he's the man. You know, there's no there's no big jump to grab a quarterback now this year. They're going to ride with him. Uh, we'll see. About they that. might try, but I don't yeah. think they're going to move up and trade for him when they just guaranteed his whole contract. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they're going to they're going to give up draft capital for the future to go up and get a quarterback. Is what I mean. And we'll see what's there. They're going to run the ball. I want to see what is Amendola. Who takes Jarvis Landry's? Targets is it going to be Amendola? Is Amendola even capable of doing that? You're going back to the Ram days. Is he going to be? Well, that's my thing. Like, like um, Danny Amendola was even on New England was basically like a number four. Yeah. So I think he'll end up being a number four there. I think he just finally got a little bit of money, <laughs> but he's still going to be like a the number qu- four. The question mark here is going to be: Can Devonte Parker finally come into his own and be the guy? This is somebody that we loved coming out of Louisville. You know, the 80-inch wingspan, catches everything, goes to the NFL, completely different fella. You know, injuries have kind of really t- deterred him as well. The offense hasn't really been schemed towards him, but I don't know if it's something like him because we're going to talk about people are, you know, 
blame the Browns for Isaiah Corral, and today I heard some really good takes on him from uh, the Browns uh, radio voice here. So I don't know. I'm just really confused. There's so many question marks about Miami. It's like I don't want anything to do with any of those guys. It's it's hard. It just seems so dysfunctional from the outside Very looking in. So I, I, we'll see how this ends. I, uh, my prediction is badly, but who knows. I predict that Devontae Parker finishes a wide receiver three. I predict that Albert Wilson might be a low-end wide receiver three, and Danny Amendola finishes like a wide receiver four. Right. And who knows who the running back's going to be. And they cut Julius Thomas. A couple guys that we didn't even talk about real well, quick. Well, they're in, they're in cap hell. I mean, they're like, you know, they're over the cap, basically. So they have to cut a lot of these players. Yeah, exactly. And that's Sue, why can't be in cap hell. Sue and... Uh, and Julius Thomas, who's making like six million dollars or something ridiculous. And a quick, I'm gonna go through a quick list here of real guys that we're not gonna talk about that signed anywhere that were cut as of today are not on teams. Brent Selleck cut today, right? Zero dynasty value. Totally agree. He hasn't had dynasty value in probably six or seven years. Jordy Nelson cut. Oh, who called that one? Me. Uh, you this did. Guy, you right definitely here. did. I said they're gonna cut Jordy Nelson most likely because listen, Devontae Adams is the man. But don't say he has zero value. I've seen you say it on Twitter that he has no value. I still think he has value. The guy cannot break away. He, I, I watched him last year. He just could not get separation. We'll see. We'll see where Come he lands. Up multiple surgeries. Yeah, no, I, I agree. 33 years old. Juan, one of our good buddies, Juan, he's like, what do you think? Jordy Nelson's easily worth a third, right? And I'm like, dude, I would be barely give a fifth or sixth for him uh, at this point. I just think he's going to fall into the category of the used to be really good receivers yeah. that get cut by their team and they go somewhere else and they're signed, and you're like, okay, he still has value, and then he does nothing else there. Kind of like almost like an Eric Decker kind of guy. Right. I was going to say that's exactly what I thought of. I, I literally, You say he has value. I say the guy has almost no value. There's reports he might sign with the Raiders. If the Raiders do sign him, they're saying they're going to cut Michael Crabtree. I would much rather have Michael Crabtree than Jordy Nelson. The guy can't separate. He's a big-body receiver. They can go up and get the jump ball like that. But for when it comes to... And we're maybe have a little bit of value to an NFL team. I think he has almost zero value to your dynasty team. He has zero value long term, and you're hoping to strike oil with a one year hit, one hit wonder here in 18 to come back from Jordy, uh, the, the the big engine that could. I don't see it coming. I smell our bet finally forming. Oh, look at you! <laughs> look at you! You're going to take Jordy Nelson. We'll figure. We have to figure out a your comparable guy. your side of the bet, but yeah. We'll figure out a comparable guy. We'll figure out a I'll comparable guy. I'll take Jarvis guy. Landry in fantasy points. <laughs> and you time. take Jordy Nelson. Get out of Let's time. see where he signs first. Yeah. So he's cut. Again, I think he has a little bit. I would literally take, I would, hey, guys, in my dynasty roster, I would take anything I can get for him. But then again, I told you to sell Jordy Nelson six months ago mm-hmm. because I saw this coming from a mile away. Absolutely. Listen, why would I own a crystal ball? And I tell you what I see in a crystal ball, and then you don't you don't take it to the heart, and you don't listen to it. This is what happens. You get stuck. Some people don't believe in the balls is the problem. Well, you should always <laughs> believe in the balls, okay? Because they're always going to, you know, they, they bounce in my favor. <laughs> so what's it called when you're left holding the bag? Is that it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be left holding the bag, okay? <laughs> Tons of guys that tell you to sell, and it, it works out right. I mean, very few times am I wrong. I don't know why it works out that way. I'm just lucky. I'll take it that way. I do the research. I give you my opinion. I'm right more than I'm wrong. Yeah. Oh, good for you, Rich. Pat yourself on the back. Toot your own horn, you narcissistic son of a bee. Well, guess what? I am. That's uh, yes, what I'm going to do. You got I me. I can't help it. I'm right all the time. You got me with the left holding the bag. Yeah. Hold that bag. That Jordy Nelson bag. That old, 
33. Here I am calling a 33-year-old. Who am I? I would do anything to be 33. I I had to excuse myself from the microphone there for a second. (laughs) So you think he holds value. I think he absolutely has no value. If you are starting Jordy Nelson, you're going to win Jack Squat. All right. Eric Ebron, former first-round pick. Cut. Yeah, he's gone. Who's holding the bag on that one? I don't know, man. People holding up. Your only hope with him is... <laughs> All those people. Your only hoping on him is like you're hoping that it's a two tight end or it's a tight end uh, premium league. You hope he gets picked up somewhere. But listen, this is a guy that did everything they possibly could to help this guy succeed. Yeah, top 10 pick in the NFL. They, I mean, they tried to get him the ball. He just... he. He just wasn't that good, man. He just dropped a lot of passes. He, he drops a lot of balls. His athleticism just didn't line up with the position he needed to play. And, yeah. And, and what else are you looking for? Right. He went to a team where he's pretty much one of the biggest receivers there. Okay. He was their big. He was going to be their red zone threat. He had a good quarterback. Okay. They didn't have a running game. They had to throw the ball all the time. They played in a dome. Everything was there for him to succeed. In a super pass happy offense, man. Yeah. No. Listen here, son. Nobody likes to throw the ball better than Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob, Jim Bob Cooter threw that. that football. He hailed that pigskin so far in the air, and guess what? Hit 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 Eric Ebron's in around the hands. So say, you, listen, Eric Ebron. I don't know if you were raised in a barn or not, but shut that door behind you because you're getting the hell out of here. Do you think that Cooter cares if his tight ends block? No, no, no. no. Cooter just wants a nice soft pair of hands that's catching it. that ball, man. Yes, that's it. That's all he wants. That's all. Two fresh lips just kissing that football on <laughs> a celebration. Celebratory touchdowns. Celebrating touchdowns. That's all. That's all Jim Bob Cooter cares that's about. All Cooter Listen, cares about. Man. That's all he cares about. Mm-hmm. Kissing. Just some celebratory <laughs> touchdown balls. That's it, man. So Eric Ebron's value. Where's his value at? Oh man, it, it's in a rough place. Yeah, uh, we've all seen these guys coming to Julius Thomas guys. You yeah. know, but at least Julius Thomas had a couple good years there in yes, Denver. He did. Uh, so he's got Jeremy Macklin. Snipperuski. See you later, man. Hey, and we'll talk about the guys that took his place, and we'll get the okay guy, and they're like, "What the hell were they thinking, guy?" <laughs> um, so Jerry Macklin, he might end up somewhere. Let's see where he ends up. Maybe he could find a spot where he could be like a somewhat viable option in the right offense. Nowhere I wouldn't mind seeing him end up personally. I think a one spot on a team that just let a receiver walk that might not be a bad spot because they tendered Willie Sneed. If Jeremy Macklin somehow ended up in New Orleans okay. as a short intermediate guy in a dome. Sure. He might get a little value. I'm just trying to think of one spot. Like, like we, okay. So if we, like, is there like a, a broadcast booth he could go to and provide some value? I'm I, sure in Peoria, <laughs> Illinois, high school football stadium, right. possibly. I just think Jeremy Macklin is, is too old at this point. Okay. Well, like if Jeremy Macklin signed in New Orleans, I would bet you that he had more fancy points than Jordy Nelson. See, this would be That'd interesting. Be that be would be the bet. I'd be fine let's with see it. Where this, let's, uh, see, let's, see where the, let's see who's left hole in the bag. All right. Let's see who's got the bag um, at the end. Julius Thomas, we mentioned, cut. Yep. He's dead. He's deceased. His fantasy value is 0.0. I cut him. Uh, I had him like from you know a million years ago in my one league. I drafted him like as a rookie, so I've had him legitimately this whole, this whole time. Um, and I I dra- I mean I I dropped him I think three or weeks ago for Nick Foles, like just yeah. random backup if, quarterback if, snag. If you have a thirty man roster, yeah, with an unlimited taxi squad, no kickers, no defenses, it's still safe to cut. It Julius de- Thomas it definitely is, and you know what? It's not safe to cut Eric Ebron. No, with that deep of roster, no. you don't cut him. Julius Thomas, it's that safe to cut. You don't even cut Jordy Nelson. 
on that deep of a roster. No. And I say he has zero value. That shows you how much value Julius Thomas has. Negative value. He's no one, taking up a spot on your roster. That's negative value. No, yes, exactly. <laughs> and no one else got cut today that can go right next to him on a waiver wire. Bishop Ranky's going to pull up his car, oh honk the horn, toot toot, room for two more, fellas. Hey, Julius, get right in. Marcus Ween, where are you going? Marcus. Hey, Marcus. No, no, no. No, no. Your career's over. No, it's over. No, yeah. it really is over. You don't know it yet. It's over. Yeah, I know they're going to pay you some bucks, but it's over. Listen, the car's running. It's been running. <laughs> it's warm. Okay? It's warm in here. There's room for you in here. Hop on in. Yep. All right, moving on. So those guys were cut. They have zero value. And a couple guys that signed today that still have no value are Niles Paul goes to the Jaguars. That's He's he's no value. Nothing to see here. Darren Fells goes to Cleveland. Strictly signed as a block and tight end because that's what they needed. That's what helps he the running is, game. Helps that helps Carlos Hyde a lot there. Help the J- Joe Thomas. Shout out to my homie Joe Thomas. Joe by the way, JT man never missed a single snap his entire career until he did. Until he did was last snap. Yep. Uh, Eleven years here in Cleveland. We have not had a lot to root for, and it's hard to say you could root for an offensive line. But a guy who's funny off the field, a great attitude, and has always supported the Cleveland Browns has been one thing that I can root for. And, and supported Cleveland in general. In general. Yeah. Love Joe Thomas. Uh, shout out to him. But Joe Thomas has no fantasy value either, so moving on. <laughs> no, he does not. And then Virgil Green signed in San Diego. That has no value. Nothing to see there. Well. He's always been a guy that had potential. You know, everyone thought, hey, this guy could – he's got the athleticism to be a receiving tight end, but he just never put it together. Yeah, so we'll see. Again, I, So back on Wilson, I don't see him as being a viable option there. Um, moving on. So Kirk Cousins – Signs in Minnesota. He's going to get $86 million, three years, fully guaranteed. You knew it was going to happen one of these days. One of these guys was just going to get a fully guaranteed contract. You got to play your cards right. You played it perfectly. Yeah, you absolutely did. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he, he, I mean, think about how much money he's made just in the in the last three years, including, you know, I mean, in five years, he's going to make $125 million. Yeah, exactly. He went from being. You know, hey, back up the RG three to the richest, one of the richest guys ever. <laughs> God, hey, play his cards perfectly. Yeah, and just and for a guy good. who's like just a good quarterback, not a great quarterback at all. He's just a good quarterback. A guy's a guy's going to make one hundred twenty five million in five years. Who's never won a playoff game? Who does he think he is? Sam Bradford? Oh no, come on, Sam Bradford can't stay healthy. This guy can at least stay healthy. Okay. He's on the field. So I mean, he is somewhat of an upgrade over Case Keenum. But listen, Case Keenum did pretty good there. I mean, I can't imagine Kirk Cousins doing crazy much better, but listen, he's going to a team that's a good offensive line, a really good offensive line, a fantastic sexified running back in Dalvin Cook. Studly. Don't forget about the, the wide receivers now. Well, no, come, on, come on. on. I'm just I'm just no, mar- I'm just marinating all this greatness of my Move boy Dal- Dalvin Cook. Kyle Rudolph, it's creepy who's a monster of a It's creepy end. when your eyes roll back in the back of your head like that. Well, yeah, dude. Like like a cartoon when your pupils turn to heart shapes. My <laughs> eyes do that too. Adam Thielen fantastic how good after you see all these other contracts that come out how good does adam thielen's contract look right now refresh my memory because i don't remember what it what it's like fantastic okay exact numbers <laughs> and you got stefan Diggs. i'm glad i wasn't the only one that couldn't remember who's BC2. Yeah. so he's totally set yeah. up for success on a fantastic team mm-hmm. so kirk cousins value pretty good no no i, I think it's a great landing spot pretty for him um, all the weapons there they're already pretty good pretty good yeah, no, he had a pretty good year last year, and I think he, he was adjusting to some lesser talent in 2017, and he still did pretty good. So I think this is definitely an upgrade from from his talent 
uh, from last year. Exactly. This is the best talent he'll ever have had. And so, this is this is another guy going from West a West Coast offense to another West Coast offense. So there shouldn't be a huge learning curve. I would expect him a, a lot of that stuff to translate, and, and he should be all right. Now he's in a dome, and he's got the best running back he's ever had, and he's got the best receiving core he's ever had as true, well. True statement. I mean, I'm taking Stephon Diggs yep. over Jamison Crowder every day. Yep. Of the week, Dylan's a stud as well. So this is all good news for Kirk Cousins. Looking for him to be a nice, solid quarterback one. Another guy we mentioned whose contract looked good now as well is Marquise Goodwin. We didn't mention we mentioned him earlier. Right. Resigned up there mm. in San Francisco. San Francisco. Anybody who's the number one receiver in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan will be a viable option. I see Marquise Goodwin as a high upside wide receiver two to a low end at the worst case low end wide receiver two. I know you got Pierre there, but I think. Marquise Goodwin's going to be the number one receiver there. He shows a, he, he showed a nice rapport there at the end of the year, especially with um, um, Jimmy Garoppolo. So and and they did they signed him to a pretty good deal, three years, twenty uh, twenty million. Yeah, fits that scheme really really well. Yes, he does. Uh, moving on here, Paul Richardson, five years, forty million dollars, twenty million guaranteed. This burner who only had seven uh, in seventeen had forty four catches for seven hundred three yards and six touchdowns goes to Washington. Alex Smith, what do you think? That's a good contract for Paul Richardson. That's exactly what I was thinking in my head. Um, that's a pretty that's a pretty nice contract. I think. Um, where does he fit for you? You know, I mean, he's twenty five. Okay, right. He's got four four speed. Um, over the twelve games last year, we mentioned his his his, his stats. I mean, he saw at least five targets. He averaged three and a half receptions per game. And I mean, given his big playability, this is a guy where we saw what Alex Smith finally stepped up and did last year with a guy like Tyreek Hill, so I'm not going to hold that against him. But, you know, you got Jamison Crowder there. He kind of finds it fits into that kind of role as well. I think Jamison Crowder is going to do a little bit better with Alex Smith. I mean, I I think they're going to have a nice rapport because I think Jamison Crowder is a a close-to-the-line-of-scrimmage type of guy. Um, I'm not sure how much of a leap I'm going to expect from Paul Richardson, especially in year one from his production in Seattle. I, I mean... There's probably better quarterbacks I would have liked to have seen him get paired with. I'll put it that way. Just because, okay. I, I mean, I know Alex Smith took leaps and bounds in his downfield game last year, but I, I still don't think that's a strong point, and I think that's where Paul Richardson's value lies, is a, is more of a downfield threat with his, like you said, 4-4 speed. So, I mean, I, I, have, I have some question marks as to whether he can surpass his last year numbers. Or just, I mean, he might end up just matching him. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see him because there's something again. Will Josh Dotson take a nice step up this year? Right, and, that, and that's will that Jordan was another Reed question. Stay healthy. Right. Will his will his brain stay stabilized inside his head for a year, or his shoulder, or his calf, or his pinky toe? You know, does it's he sneeze? Too, does right. he sneeze too hard right. and his lungs hurt? Uh, does he get whiplash? Uh, so for me, there's so many question marks there. Because even Jamison Crowder, somebody who we like, mm-hmm. right? He's a question mark. Josh Dotson's a question mark. Who's going to be the main running back there? You know, besides Chris, Th- Chris Thompson, you have to compete with catches there. Will is there's so many mouths to feed there with all these question marks? I don't care about how much they paid him. No, I don't either. Um, yeah. Does he fall in the category with his burning speed, his deep threat ability, where he's more of an NFL helpful receiver, right? Taking the taking the lid is, off the defense, right? Yeah, than a fantasy receiver. That's what I'm worried about. I would just see with this new contract if somehow I could sell Paul Richardson and what could I turn him into. I, I I'm with you there actually, I, and I actually was starting to like Paul Richardson towards the end of last season, and I think 
I think with that momentum and this contract, you might be able to sell him for, you know, more than you'll be able to next year when he puts up some similar numbers. You know what I mean? I think he, I think he's going to be in the 600. He's going to land in the 600 to 700 yard range. And, and I think that's a product of him being paired with Alex Smith. Does this help Tyler Lockett in Seattle? I'm not sure anything helps anyone in Seattle unless you're unless because you, they just want to run the ball, man. Fair enough. And, and, and spread the ball around to a couple different guys. And, and that's really it. Fair enough. Um, let's move on here. Danny Amendola, who's 33. We mentioned him. Let's talk about Jimmy Graham. All right. Jimmy Graham goes to Packer. You know, he's 32, signs a three-year deal. They're finally doing things. Uh, a couple of years ago, he had 923 yards. But he's mo- like last year, all his fantasy points came from touchdowns. Absolutely. Totally touchdown dependent. And you got a big touchdown maker in Devontae Adams. But anytime you're playing with Aaron Rodgers, and listen, how many years in a row are we going to talk about the tight end that goes to Green Bay and we're like, oh, giggity, giggity, goo. And mm-hmm. then it's just like, goo. Right. Right? I mean, ugh. I mean, I, I'm totally with you there. I'm starting to feel like it's one of those positions that doesn't have a huge spot in fantasy anymore just because there hasn't been a guy, you know, ever since the Aaron Rodgers era. I mean, when can you think of a tight end with Aaron Rodgers that's been amazing? No. I mean, you like to think so because the offense is awesome, but I, he might just be one of those guys that prefers to throw to, to um, wide receivers. So I thought but, Jimmy had, you know, this 10 – he had a good resurgence, but mostly because of touchdowns last year. He had the 10 touchdowns mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. So I think this year, with him being a red zone threat, and what he does is I think they're going to utilize him in the offense. I think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to make it happen. I can see Jimmy Graham finishing as a tight end one this year. Because of his age and because of everything we were just talking about, I'm definitely hoping for a real quick hot start from Jimmy. And I'm just getting what I can I think 2019 seconds would be pretty valuable. I would try and get a second out of him. Because right now, if Jimmy Graham's, if you've been relying on him to be your main guy to, to win a championship, you're probably in a little bit of trouble anyways. And I think Jimmy Graham's value is going to be pretty much this year. I think I can see him having a good year this year, like a decent year, like I said, a tight end one, somewhere yeah. around. Maybe like tight end, like eight. eight. That's yeah. exactly where I was at. So, Seven, eight. Which is good value. Yep. But then that's it. And then it's just, you're on name alone value. And and I'm with you there, man. I, I have him, and he was my like main guy last year for a team that I was hoping won a championship, and I fell short. And and you know part of it was the up and down roller coaster I was riding there with Jimmy Graham week to week. You know because if, if he didn't score a touchdown, he, he almost had no value. I mean he was only scoring like a couple points. So and those guys are hard to rely on. So um, if if he starts off hot like you said, I I would have no issues selling Jimmy Graham. I agree. I would. Uh, I'm using this. I'm using the Green Bay just in case it does fizzle altogether no matter mm-hmm. what. You're probably even if you can just somehow ride this hype train that he is in Green Bay and you can sell it up, like, dude, he's gonna finish his tight end one. He caught ten touchdowns last year in that offense. What do you think he's gonna do with Rodgers, baby? Rodgers. Rodgers. Championship. Yeah. What come on, dude. You you're a tight end away from being the dynasty champion. And I think that's who you have to sell to, somebody that that is a tight end away. And and I think you can make you can make the proper deal and if you time it right, you could, might be able to even shoot for the stars and get it first, man. Oh, and I got to say something real quick. This is this is a completely changing the subject. Otherwise, I'm going to forget cuz I forgot to do it last week. Sure. Um I mentioned before in the original nerd herd, there's a couple spots open. 
Now, I had a lot of people on the two podcasts go, hey, I want in if that's open still. And I said, yes, but I want to be fair for people that missed that show to have a chance. So if you want to be have a chance to be in the Nerd Herd, which is, I think, a $75 entry fee, three teams, three pretty good teams. They're not bad teams to take over and be in a league with myself. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm finally going to pick those three people to be in the Nerd Herd with myself uh, this Saturday. I'm oh. going to pick those people. Cool. So everybody that was on Twitter, I, I, I liked your tweet a couple weeks ago. Don't worry, I didn't forget about you. And of course, of course, I'm starting a new league this year. Oh, but we'll uh, we'll get to that down the road. Uh, so make sure you hit me up on Twitter and say, "Hey, I want to join in the Nerd Herder with you." And I'll I'll like your tweet. I'll use it as my save. I'm gonna have a little lottery. I'm gonna pick three guys to take over the teams, and that's what we're gonna do. Cool. Moving on. Sell Jimmy Graham. Marquise Lee. Marquise Lee signs in Jacksonville. Let's talk about both these guys. So Marquise Lee signs in Jacksonville first four years, thirty eight million, eighteen guaranteed. And then Dante Moncrief signs in Jacksonville as well for uh, one year. One year, 9.6 mil. Yep. So, I mean, he has a chance to show something. And now Blake Bortles' offense, Keelan Cole emerged last year. Marquise Lee's just Marquise Lee. I mean, he's a nice receiver, but I, I, I don't know. John Paulson had a really good stat about Marquise Lee. It said in 22 games over the last two seasons where he saw at least five targets, he averaged 5.1 receptions for 65 yards and point and zero point two seven touchdowns in eighty one one thousand forty and four pace. That would have been good for enough for number sixteen overall on a PPR finish in twenty seventeen. So those have been good numbers, right? What I'm worried about this year is listen. It's a run first team, man. It you definitely. Know, they just signed Norwell to mm-hmm. a great guard contract, which is even better for Leonard Fournette. Right. I think Leonard Fournette. We mentioned this before. If he can stay healthy next year and finally turn that corner where health isn't a concern, he's going to be a top four running back. Right, where he's practicing and stuff like that. Yes. And, yeah. So I think they invested – I think the reason they paid Norwell that is they're going to run the ball a lot. So you bring Marquise Lee back, good. He's going to be a nice, solid, maybe – like I think hot – so his high end here is going to be, I think, right where John put it, John Paulson. You can follow him. I think his uh, Twitter handle is at, uh, at 4 for 4 underscore John uh, John, who's a fantastic follower, the guy's one of the most accurate people out there. He owns 444.com. Uh, I think that's right where his ceiling is. He's, he's a wide receiver, too. Yeah, yeah. wide receiver 16, yep. wide receiver 2, which is a good thing. Absolutely. That's a ceiling. So you bring in Dante Moncrieffis, who hasn't shown much at all in Indy. Some of you don't like at all. Yeah, um, I mean, and I look at the, I mean, look at the deal he got too. I mean, it's it's a one year prove it deal. You know what I mean? And, and he's, it, what a not a great place to go for your one year prove it deal when you're going to compete with a guy emerging like a Keelan Cole last year who emerged. Mm-hmm. Do they keep Alan Hearns? Probably not. Then they sign Marquise Lee to be their guy. But who's their number one? Is it Marquise Lee? Is it Allen Robinson? Does it even matter? Do they take a good tight end in the draft? What's going on here? You know what's going on? It's going to be the Leonard Fournette show. I'm not overly excited about Dante Moncrief at all. I n- neither am you I. You don't cut him. Yeah, no, I'm not either. Um, I, would you? I would have loved to have seen him somewhere with a, a more accurate quarterback to see maybe if you know a change of scenery would have done him well. But who knows? Yeah, and what do you do here? I mean, do you even? Is it's not even worth the gamble to go buy Dante Moncrief off somebody to take a gamble on it because even if it's just one year there, so odds are they don't say they don't repay him because they, they they I don't even know how they have all the cap space they have as it is. Like he'd probably go somewhere for a big contract. They can't. They weren't going to pay Allen Robinson while they pay Dante Moncrief, so he's going to go do a different scheme. And there's no guarantee that that would translate. So right now you're just stuck. If you have Dante Moncrief and you've been waiting for the turnaround, you're stuck with them. And I don't. I'm not overly optimistic at this point either. Hey. Hey Dante! Hey Dante! We'll keep your spot warm. Signed, Ooh. Bishop Ranky. Ooh, right down the list. Here yeah. we go. 
Uh, so we talked about Jordy Nelson new release. You mentioned Taylor Gabriel goes to the Bears. It's a, that to me just he, Taylor Gabriel staying the same. He'll just have a game where he has 18 points because he had a couple big receptions and touchdowns. But for about 70 percent of the games, he's going to be he's going to be an afterthought. Most, he's going to be a complete yep. afterthought. Completely agree with you. Um, Sam Bradford we mentioned goes to Arizona for 20 million. Thanks for coming. There's a lot of those quarterbacks. Sam Bradford goes for one year. Teddy Bridgewater goes for one year. Josh McCown goes for one year. AJ McCarron goes for two years. No thanks. No thanks. No thanks. No thanks. Oh wait, hold on. No thanks. I'll take a gamble on Teddy B. For yeah. The long term. No thanks. No thanks. I agree. I I mean I think Teddy. I'm at least curious to see how he comes back from the knee injury and and whether or not he gets a shot at some point this year. So I, for him, he's uh, for me, he's like the only one that's really worth owning there. So I'm a, I'm a, I have some notes here, but I'm going to skip ahead a couple of these guys because I want to finish out some of these receivers before we dive into this deep list of running backs here because we mentioned this. We said, hey, this is going to be really intriguing because this running back class is so deep. We feel like a lot of these running backs would be left holding the bag. Holding the bag, so you to know, speak. Guys like maybe like Doug Martin. Totally holding the bag. Yeah. But surprisingly, a couple of these guys have got some good contracts, and some people signed early here. But let's get knock out a couple more of these receivers. Um, I mentioned so John Brown signs a one year contract with Baltimore, five million up to six and a half million. Also signs in Baltimore, Ryan Grant. So John Brown's twenty seven, Ryan Grant's twenty eight. He signs in Baltimore, four years, twenty nine million, fourteen and a half guaranteed. This is a guy up to um up to twenty up till until twenty sixteen, all he had was thirty nine catches for four hundred and twelve yards. In two thousand seventeen, his big breakout year, as I do the parentheses, uh had forty five catches for five hundred and seventy three yards and four touchdowns. Um this guy has never had more than six hundred yards in a year. I don't understand that Ryan Grant sign in whatsoever. I don't see how that that does anything. Help me. <laughs> Help you. SOS. I, yeah, no, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, the Ravens, it, it seems like this is a yearly thing where they're they're just searching and kind of scratching and clawing for a wide receiver core of some kind for Joe Flacco. To, I mean, I, I don't get it either. I mean, I, the John Brown, I get. I, at for one year, prove a deal. Coming off all the injury right. things he had there in the sickle cell and that the cyst on his spine, right? Who's a deep threat? Who really suits the? I saw he uh, fits the Flacco. He fits the Flacco thing to a T. Right. So that I get. He excites me a little bit. Tingles me. <laughs> all right. It's like a cold winter day and I'm outside topless. Go Cut, on. Cutting glass. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, but but the Ryan Grant, I, I agree. I, I don't really get it. I don't get why they would give him a four year deal, twenty nine million, unless they saw him as a guy that they could use long term. But is he? I mean, what is he? I I don't know. So Dude, uh, that's the poop sandwich award of the Aussie free agency so far. Right. I agree. I think they gave up too much for a guy that's a uh, middling talent. I'll I, call him. I saw Benjamin Albright tweet out. He's like, I've been holding this in my pocket. I want to tweet out. To receive, he asked a receiver said that uh, Baltimore offered him a contract, and he asked him why he didn't go there. He obviously didn't mention his name, and he didn't sign there. But he said, "I just don't think I fit what their system does." And he's like, "And he's like, what's that?" He's like, "Their system just uh, asks you to run deep and hope you get a pass interference call." <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, it's such a weird. And it wasn't a joke. He wasn't being facetious. No, I mean, look what they've look who they've always tried to get. 
guys that can get down the field, and then and that's really it. Yeah, and if you're finally hoping the homeless predator comes out, Brashad Perriman, Brashad and he's Perryman the man. is Listen, terrible. Yeah, guys. Arnold Schwarzenegger took him out in 1984, <sighs> and there's no coming back. Listen, no. that was 20 years ago, people. There's 30 years ago. <laughs> 34 years ago? I don't know. I don't know the exact date of that, but it, it was a long time ago. <gasps> oh, God. Dear Crystal Ball, how many years ago was 1984? Oh, 34. Yeah, 34. Right. Wow, you are good at math. Oh, it's Mm-hmm. So, John Brown, thumbs up. Ryan Grant, two thumbs down. I don't, I don't get it personally, but uh, if I was, a, if I was the octopus, it'd be eight tentacles down. Okay, <laughs> this right. is just ridiculous. All right, I yep. scored some ink in those eyes over there. I don't know. I, I think Ozzie Newsom's finally knowing this is his last year as GM. He's like, you know what? The Browns are going to be good again. <laughs> Brian Grant, you get a contract. Uh, John Brown, you get a contract. We're not signing anybody else. <laughs> um. I mean, so, d- does that like make him the number one wide receiver, or or like what? Like I yeah. don't even get it. Yeah, yeah, it does. He or Brashad Perriman. No one, no one's counting. Who's your him. tight end? Ben Watson. Hundred year old Ben Watson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't know. I mean, dude, he literally had shotgun in Fred Flintstone's car at one point. <laughs> he helped pump the brakes with his heels. Okay, Jesus. All right, so let's go. Now we get into some of these running backs. Right now. So one of the first running backs to sign was Jonathan Stewart. Signs with the Giants. I mean, if you're Jonathan Stewart, you want to get signed pretty quick. Yeah, so, which he did. Yep. It has $8.4 million max, uh, two years for $6.9 million. With incentives. Yeah, yeah and it's it's $3 million guaranteed, so he'll be there this year. But listen, Jay Stu, he's averaged 3.62 yards the last two seasons. The Giants just signed Nate Solder, but that's that's – that's pretty much it. No, I mean, the Nate Solder was a good good signing. The Jonathan Stewart is clearly – they have got no confidence in the running backs and said, hey, Jonathan Stewart can at least function and maybe pass protect for for Eli. And that, you know, that's, that's always – They're going to draft the guy. They're going to draft, draft the running back. They're clearly going to draft the guy yeah. in the first three rounds. And I expect – I don't even – I expect Jace too just to be literally – like the change of pace back, or maybe start off kind of like the cream hunt guy who just like starts the year like for like game one and two at most, but then the rookie's taking over. As long, I mean, I think he, I think he's an insurance policy to make sure that the new guy can pass protect for Eli. On a scale of one and through ten, it. what kind of value does Jace two have for your dynasty roster? Uh, he uh, he's bordering on negative for me. Yeah, he's not rosterable. No, pretty much because. There's he, no reason you should. You know why he's not him. rosterable? Because he's just at the point right now, like, he might trick you into putting in your starting lineup, and you're going to be like, why did I do that? And you're going to be like, yeah, I should not have done that. You should not own Jonathan Stewart. Another guy who signs is Isaiah Correll, goes to the New York Jets. Now this is a guy who averaged 4.2 yards per carry. I haven't seen his contract numbers, have you? They haven't been um, released yet. It's a three-year deal. Uh, it doesn't say it's an undisclosed amount of money. Though. So the Browns radio announcer here was on the radio today, and I was listening to him chit-chat up a little bit, and he was really ripping Isaiah Carell pretty well. And a lot of people say, hey, you know, Isaiah Carell wasn't utilized enough last year, and why weren't they running the ball enough? And he said that he was so frustrated watching him run the ball that he would miss his hole or not run to the right spot a majority of the time. And that's rough. And that was, you know, that's a similar thing um, when you, we used to watch tape on, uh, good Lord, the guy from Alabama that we drafted. Trent numbers. Richardson. Trent Richardson. Never used hit to do the, the right same. hole. Yeah, never hit the right hole. Ben and, Tate didn't always hit the right hole. No, he didn't. Well, so, no one hits the right hole on every run. You know what I mean? But he's saying consistently missed yeah. the right hole. So when you were sitting there going, I don't understand. Like, you know, he had two big runs, and all of a sudden he only got two carries the rest of the game or one carry. It's because 
He wasn't doing his job properly. And basically, he was pretty much calling Tr- Isaiah Correll stupid is what okay. he's pretty much coming out and saying. It's like the guy who just wasn't – he doesn't have smart football IQ. So he goes to the Jets. The Jets' O-line somewhat shaky. You don't even know who the quarterback's going to be there. They're, they're, you know, who knows if Robert Anderson's coming back. So you have Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anua and my boy Chad Hansen. The whole team as an offensive team right now is kind of a question mark. They're going to be able to stack the box against Isaiah Crowell. But he's going to get a lot of carries. He's going to get he, But he's going to hit the right hole. Who knows, man. So now I'm just – I thought when he first signed there, I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe he has a little bit of value. But then I hear this report that the guy was just a moron who didn't know his job assignment out there every single day. I don't know if he did it because he was frustrated or whatnot, but it gives me some concern. Do you think – what could you sell Isaiah Correll for right now in Dynasty Fantasy Football? What could you get? Could you get a second? I was going to say a second. I think that's where you're at. Do you think you can get a high second? I wanted to say that. I but think I'm, you could. That's where I was like middling. Like, do I could I get a high second? Could I? I want to see the numbers. But I think you probably could. Yeah, for a team that needs running back help, yeah. right? And you go to like, listen, dude. Listen, I can solve all your running back yeah. problems right here. I'll give you Isaiah Crowell for your your 2.2, 2. 2, and you, you get a guy at 1.2, and you're good to go for this year. I think you can sell somebody on that. Yeah, and then you're coming away with yeah. like maybe a nice PPR running back right. in this deep running back class right now. And you say, yeah, you know, is Isaiah Correll great? No, but you tell him he's a running back too. And listen, running back twos win championships. They sure do. You need two of them, man. But, uh, I mean, obviously we're going to say, at least I'm going to say Dallas Goddard's a first-round dynasty rookie pick. But, but he might be floating around there. But for most people in their drafts, like we say, we tell, we always have guys that we say, hey, he's a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And they always go in second because people don't listen to us. All the time, mm-hmm. which I should because we're right. <laughs> uh, I, you can get a guy like Dallas Goddard. You might be able to get maybe somehow get a guy like a Mark Walton, you know, someone on right. line. Somebody who just has a little bit more upside than Isaiah Correll. Because, listen, he's not a pass catcher running back. That 4.2 is nice, but he's never going to be. He he breaks big runs when he hits the right hole. Once every it's three not, games. Yeah, when he, hits the, when he hits the right hole. Yeah, so for me, I'm just kind of like. He's somebody that's going to be out of the league in a couple of years. He very well could be. I mean, uh, you know, running backs have a short shelf life, and and if he is as bad as Jim Donovan um, says he is, then yeah, he won't be. I mean, Todd Bowles doesn't seem like the type of coach that's going to put up with that crap. So, um, Mr. Simons and stuff like that will get any players benched. Basically. Okay, and then so we have a couple more guys here, and then there's only four more guys to talk about. I'm saving the best for the last two. Oh, I'll save the best for last. All right. Two guys that have got me. Very excited and free agency. Well, I know where you're going next. Then okay, Go. next guy, Carlos Hyde. Yep, signs with the Cleveland Browns. I think you know. I think he's you know, obviously Squan Barkley is probably not going to the Browns now. Doesn't mean they can't take a guy in the second round or a replacement because he he kind of fit into that like Latavius Murray kind of category where they paid him six million dollars a year and then they draft a guy like Dalvin Cook and it's like okay, we could pay you six million just to be kind of a guy. I mean, I I, I think five million dollars a year is a lot for a running back, but it's not like a super ton and not for and, cap space right and and you can get out from under most running back you know uh contracts and listen easily. carlos hyde's a tough running back to bring down i think him and duke johnson make a pretty good combo i and, agree with that yeah. you know carlos hyde finishes running back one last year but that's because he was in kyle shanahan's offense and there's a one game he literally caught 13 footballs mm-hmm. uh even though his average was only two yards per catch but that's not too bad i think for the most part that this is a good fit for him they signed Darren Fells. 
They're going to run the ball a decent amount. It's a really good offensive line, the best offensive line that he's had. And honestly, it's going to be the best team that Carlos Hyde has been on. With Jarvis Landry on the outside, Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, and Joku, it should open up more things for him, definitely with a pretty good offensive line at the same time. So I I can see him coming in here averaging about four yards for a carry. See him rushing kind of what he did last year. Guy never rushed over for 1,000 yards. Maybe rushing for about 900 yards. 950 yards right around there. That's I mean, that's right where he's been at the past couple of years. Hopefully this offense propels him to be where he can get to that 8 to 10 touchdown range. Would put him at a nice, probably high to mid-range running back too. It definitely would, yeah. So yep. I think he holds value. I we, Let's see what they do in the draft because I don't think he's a play out of his three-year contract. I can still see them going if maybe he's there like a Darius Geis, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle in the second round, which would then really limit his value. But if they wait till late in their draft, then Carlos Hyde might be a nice viable option for about two years. I would take Carlos Hyde on that contract if he does have the kind of year we just said, maybe low-end running back one to high-end running back two numbers, and immediately flip that for any kind of value in the 2019 draft. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm I, I'm so undecided on Carlos Hyde right now. I'm not sure I can go there with you. But um, He's only 27. That's what I mean. I, I think you might, be able, his career. Yeah, you might be able to squeeze a few more years out of him is, is all I'm saying. He might end up... Just look at John Dorsey's track record. I, I'd, I'd be surprised if he drafted a guy before the third round because he never, literally never has. Which is fair. Um, so I could see Carlos Hyde playing out the next two years here. And there's rumors easily. that they're trying to extend Duke. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I think I think they make a really good one-two punch. They do. They do. Uh, another contract guy that's just re-signed here, I think, now that holds some pretty good weight in Dynasty World is Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead, yeah. Signed a three-year deal. And I heard there's no numbers out yet right. from the, the podcast, but but most of that contract was guaranteed. Wow. Now, this is a guy over, um, I think, weeks 10 through 14 was really, really good. I think the numbers were uh, from week 10 to 14, he averaged 12.4 touches, including 3.4 receptions for 62 yards and about 1.2 touchdowns per game. And you're taking out Deion Lewis now. So Rex Burkett is does have some run-catching ability there. I think this is a nice, again, these running backs in New England are always kind of shaky, but to give him some guaranteed money, he's going to be locked in there. He might be a nice mid-range, mid-running back two kind of guy. Yeah, no, he's not bad. I mean, obviously, Gillisley was in the doghouse most of the year. but And, and I think James White is ob- the obvious pass-catching guy yep. um, going forward. But Dan Lewis had 212 touches last year. Absolutely. So, the, I mean, there's there's a lot to go around there, and, and Burkhead could definitely pick up a lot of slack. And he's good in the passing game as well. So he's a, he's a nice versatile back. You know, those those are the type of players that Belichick loves, that they can, just, they can stick out there in passing situations and running situations and run their whole offense with them on the field. Good enough to the point where I'm going to put out feelers to the Rex Burkhead owners – and look at guys on my roster that kind of maybe like have a name, maybe like we mentioned Jimmy Graham, mm-hmm. right? You know, and let's say I have Evan Ingram and I have George Kittle, who's a stud. And I'm like, okay, hey, I'll give you Jimmy Graham for Rex Burkhead, and maybe I'll give you Jimmy Graham in a third for Rex Burkhead because I think the ceiling might be high enough there where he might. It, it's a gamble. We don't know being in New England. But I think the juice might be worth the squeeze on Rex Burkett. Kind of what we thought what he might potentially do last year might come into fruition here in 2018. Okay. Now let's get to the Jizz Patrol. Oh, God. Here we go. Uh, first guy I want to talk about. Who do you want to go first? Jarek McKinnon or uh, Deion Lewis? <laughs> Your choice, sir. All right. Let's go Deion Lewis. <laughs> he seems right. so excited. 
No, no. I got to save Deion Lewis for last, so I can save the Derek. If we started with Derek Henry, we're entering Derek Henry. Let's go, Jerry McKinnon. Full circle. I like it. Jerry McKinnon signs a four-year, thirty million dollar contract. Jerry McKinnon today, as of right now, is recording this, is the fourth highest paid running back in the NFL. Nice. Now, for the, a caveat to that is twelve million of that he's getting paid in the first year, and that's only guaranteed money. Hmm. Interesting. But at the same time. You know, that doesn't scare me because I think Jared McKinnon is good enough in that zone scheme offense that Kyle Shanahan runs where they ask him to be a receiver just as much as he's running back propels Jarek McKinnon into a PPR potential fantasy running back one. They have Matt Breda there to be the bruiser back, to be the you know goal line back there. They have him for that. But Jarek McKinnon could be the Devontae Freeman. He could be the Tevin Coleman that you want on your roster. I think he's just good enough. He wanted to go to a team where he could be the guy, and San Francisco, has, Kyle Shanahan handpicked him to be that guy. All the writing is on the wall for him to have success here in PPR leagues. The PPR factor is the key here that's going to make him a very quality, viable fantasy option here. Again, San Francisco doesn't have great receiving options. Pierre Garçon and Marquise Goodwin, it's not the, it's not the end-all, be-all that you know shakes booties when people are facing them, right? Whoa, whoa. Booties booty. that you wear on your feet, buddy. Gotcha, okay? gotcha. Not rump shaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think in a PPR league, this, in a Kyle Shannon offense, we've seen what he does with the PPR running backs consistently. Makes them running back once. He he definitely has huge upside in this offense. There's obviously always that, that little flicker in the back of my head that always goes whenever there's a, like a person going into a Shanahan offense that, if he gets into his doghouse, Shanahan will not hesitate to move on to a different guy. If Jarek McKinnon starts off the year fumbling the ball a couple times and, and they lose his, a game as a result, I mean, just watch how fast he flips the switch there and goes on to Brita and Joe Williams. With that being said, obviously they paid him some good money. They want him to be the guy. They think he's the guy. And, and I do think that Kyle Shanahan is really good at handpicking these guys. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there. And, and I'm on board, man. Jarek McKinnon, he's a guy that I would like to go acquire. Obviously, now it's probably a little bit too late. If you made the move last year, knowing that he was going into free agency, you literally just hit the jackpot. So you did. Some guys you gamble yep, on and you win. Exactly. Sometimes you gamble on and you lose. This is literally, like Matt said, a jackpot. Yep. I see him with running back 1% potential in PPR leagues if he stays healthy. Yep. It's a big concern that as well. That is the big concern as well. Yeah. So – Let's see. But this is – you literally couldn't ask for a better landing spot from anybody here right. than Jarek McKinnon land. We mentioned this We mentioned this weeks ago mm-hmm. about what running back is going to end up in the Kyle Shanahan offense. Yep. Look what he did. Carlos Hyde is not a pass catcher running back. He finishes a running back one last year. He caught like 50 balls, 50-something balls. I think he caught like 65 balls. I was just looking at it. It's 50-something. 50, 50, 50 yeah. So, yeah. And that's Carlos Hyde. Right. Jarek McKinnon is much better scheme fit. And, they, and the reports are that this is the guy they targeted. This is the guy that they wanted. Right. All right. Not Deion Lewis, not anybody else. Jarek McKinnon. So this is fantastic news. You go from a guy who's just kind of like a guy on your roster to a legit running back one candidate. That's how you win championships. Peoples. Now let's move on here, shall we? And we shall. I put a tweet out there to all the people that, you know, that window we mentioned earlier about Derrick Henry, that small window when they cut DeMarco Murray, was your time to sell Derrick Henry because people were preaching that he was going to be a top six running back. Even now, some people are saying, 
I've literally had somebody tweet at me last night going, dude, Derek, Dan Lewis isn't even going to be the starter there. He'll barely get that many, get, barely get that many touches out there. Uh, it's the Derrick Henry show. Okay? Not so fast, Pat Sajak. <laughs> First of all, Dan Lewis signs for four years, $20 million with $3 million in, in, in incentives. Right? Right. Okay? That is starter money. All right? That He's the he's the eighth highest paid running back in the league, all right. For little Dion. For little Dion. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a guy that comes in here, who catches the ball really well. That's not what Derrick Henry does. You're talking about a guy who came in here that nobody in the NFL had more rushing yards in the second half of the year last year than Dion Lewis's 625 rushing yards. That's the most in the NFL. Nobody in the he averaged 4.9 yards per carry, uh, which led the NFC. Nice. Right, in the second yeah, half. Yeah. Nobody in the NFL had more yards after contact in the NFL than Deion Lewis. That's what I wanted to mention. 2.611. Now, Derrick Henry had the third most at 2.5 out, but nobody had more yards than Deion Lewis after contact. So, Deion Lewis, if you're thinking Deion Lewis is just coming in here to be the little pass gap back, no, 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 no. That's not the case. You weren't watching how New England used him at all last year. At all. This guy was paid to be the back. Mm -hmm. Tells you two things. One, what they think of Derrick Henry, which is like he's a good running back. You know, he's he's gonna I mean, be. I mean, remember this is a new, this is a totally new coaching staff, man. This is totally this is, new coaching staff, and this is you know off of the New England branch, basically, um, coming basically from Houston. Who, who all they all those guys came from New England. And, so. Mike, and Mike Vrabel sees exactly what I've seen, mm-hmm. what I've been preaching forever. Derrick Henry is a good NFL running back. At no point in my entire life have I ever said Derrick Henry is a bad running back right. ever. Yeah, he's very good. He is not a good fantasy running back. You want to know why? Because he's not going to be consistent when it comes to scoring you fantasy football points. He's not somebody I ever want to rely on to win ever, ever. No, he's, he's a, touchdown he's, dependent. He's almost. I mean, not that not that he's a situational football player, but he's almost a situational football player. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, you use him to grind out wins. You use him in certain goal line situations to get short yardage and yeah every once in a while he'll he'll break a big one but he's there to beat guys up basically and, and you know Deion Lewis is going to be a great compliment to him where he can just wear guys out running running by him running around him and and I think they're going to compliment each other nicely but I think in the offense that they're going to want to run I think Deion Lewis is just going to have more fantasy value yeah I made a bet with a guy over at DJ, uh Dynasty Happy Hour that we have a bet going. Who's have more PPR fantasy points? And I picked Deion Lewis, and I feel very comfortable in that point. I put a poll out there, and I think it was like 59% to like 40-something percent. Uh, people, the, yeah. the community picked Deion Lewis as well. And I just think that this is the guy you want to own when it comes to fantasy football. Do I think Deion Lewis has Jarek McKinnon upside fantasy points? No, because it is going to be a timeshare uh, back. I think Derrick Henry is going to get the goal line carries. Not Deion Lewis on all the goal line carries. So right. it's going to be a true share back. And, of course, Deion Lewis, his, his big concern is health. You know, can he stay healthy? And if Deion Lewis goes down, I still don't love Derrick Henry as the main guy out there because I just don't. I don't think he's a viable fantasy football option. I really, truly don't. I don't think he's that kind of capable running back. And if you go back to his playoff game, which we said, hey, use this playoff game as your selling point. He says he was the first of worst Russian defense in the NFL. He's a grinder, man. That's I mean, that's what he is. He's a big grinder. Yeah, he's he's no honestly, he's no better than like a guy like Isaiah Corral. Really? I think I think I mean I think he's more talented than him. I I just yeah, he's not a, he's not a better fantasy option though. Exactly, yeah. and that's what I mean. I mean, Carlos Hyde, right? You know, 
Isaiah Corral. Um, Carlos Hyde is he caught fifty passes, you know, fifty seven passes. Viable, yeah. So I think he's more viable than Legarrette Blunt. Right, you know, Legarrette Blunt. The only reason his big value there is because he's on a team that's scoring a lot of red zone touchdowns. Right. Guess what? Tennessee has not moved the ball in years. They don't have a, the greatest receiving court. I mean, I love Corey Davis, but Mariota, t- he didn't take a big step forward last year. They're not moving the ball. They're not scoring tons of touchdowns there in Tennessee. So you're literally relying that, on Derrick Henry to score a big run. And that's why there's a whole new offensive system there because yes. of that. Yes. So, uh, I, again, I think you could still sell Derrick Henry for anybody that's not following me on Twitter, at least. Right. They're no longer running the exotic smash mouth, smash mouth quote-unquote, yeah. football that they were I running. guarantee anybody that does not like us or Dynasty Nerds, then you can sell Derrick Henry, too, because they're going to be on that <laughs> ship. Um, still, I, I'm going to say, like we said, literally 311 times for two years straight now. Sell Derrick Henry. Deion Lewis is the guy there, and they're paying him to be the guy. He is. I mean, as far as fantasy, I, I totally agree. So that's it? Yep. That's our long – I knew this was going to be a long show, though. So did I. I knew it was going to be long. And uh, and obviously, there's still going to be some nuggets dropping here and there between now and, and the draft, and we'll just cover those kind of – uh, in the pre, uh, pre-show pre notes type of So section. we made it, Matt. Yeah, we made we it. We finally are going to break down our rookies. Score. Our number one thing that people praise us for is our rookie analysis. And next week, mm-hmm. we're going to start with the quarterbacks. This year, a little bit different, though, because we're going to actually give, go, give you like some super flex value and kind of break it down from that aspect as well, which we, we have never done before. But now that you and I are in super flex leagues, we're like, hey. We can talk intelligently about a super flex. We absolutely can. And listen, because we, we came into this week to do quarterbacks, so I'm ready. I watched my tape. Like we mentioned earlier, I like this class. Yeah. I do. I think there's some pretty good talent in here. I, I, um, I, even in in the right situation, the right team, some guys, like you mentioned, like a Luke Falk, yeah. Kyle Luletta, and the right system, whether it be the Patriots or Saints, along those lines, Maybe these guys would be nice some holds as well that we can talk about. It as might well. not be bad, like you know, guys that go in like the third round or later that might actually end up being some. Yeah. So again, if if you're new to the podcast, we don't just say, "Hey, this is you know this guy." We break these guys down about as good as we possibly can with every statistic we can give you, and we do it in order where we rank them. Now, mind you, where we are today is not going to be where we are two months from now. No, it's going to change. And, and we'll definitely we'll go over it again. But we're going to break them down. We're going to give you all the stats. We're going to rank them. We're going to see where that correlates to the NFL draft. And definitely when it comes to the running backs, not as much these like the quarterbacks we do first always because it's almost set in stone. Even where they get – they're usually going to get drafted pretty close to the order that we give them off because we do. I, I rely on guys like Dane Brugler, who I like, who's a, who's a scout analysis – for these quarterbacks to break them down to help me along with these guys because it's the hardest position to predict. It is. Definitely tough. Um, after we do the quarterbacks, we'll go right into – what do you want to do, receivers and running backs? Uh, I mean, t- I think t- technically or typically we we do running backs. Yeah, so we'll go into running backs, yeah. then receivers, then tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and the running backs show will always be at least two episodes long, uh, which is a very deep class. And that class is going to be totally a – lo- a lot of that's going to dictate where they land. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, I mean, in years past, we've taken like three episodes for wide receivers, but I, I doubt we'll get that deep into It might be a three-episode running back It might be show to break down. We'll yeah. see because it's so deep, but sometimes we get to back end, it's pretty quick yep. notations on them. Uh, and this is how we find you guys. Remember, we were really big on Cooper Cup last year. We were. And, and he, look he, where Cooper is up there. He's in a really good spot. You know, we've been we've – been, a lot of these guys that we say in the second round that we really like, and some guys that people in the first round we don't like as much. Guys, receivers are moving up our boards. DJ yep. Moore. DJ Moore, DJ Shark, Chark. So, 
I'm excited for that. We'll get into that next week. In the meantime, make sure you go to DynastyNerds.com every single day. Remember, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, just click on that banner. Click on that banner on uh, Dynasty Nerds first. Just uh, help out. Good way Helps to help us out, out, man. Uh, if you want to talk about free agency, rookies, Hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. Or, or I'm at Dynasty I Matt. put up some pretty cool polls. I'll, I'll make fun of Derrick Henry, fantasy value, and for everybody that likes him, go forward. About he talks about his crystal balls. Um, I, I'll, I'll do that as well. I'll make some predictions for you. If you are kind enough and you enjoy the podcast, get on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. If you don't have an iPhone and you don't have iTunes, you know somebody that does. You Borrow their phone. Steal it if you have to. Yeah, just say, listen, dude, listen. I am a fan of something, and I need to let the world know. I'm going to leave a rating review because some people just leave a rating, you know, right. the five stars and they're like, hey, this is good, but they don't leave a review. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, hey, you got two new reviews. I go on there and there's no message. Mm. Our last message was such somebody, a, such a letdown for you, isn't it? First time, first time in over a year, we got a one star. We've only got like four. We have over almost 500 reviews. We've only got like five one star reviews. And somebody left a one star and they're like, dude, I just turned in the show and for 10 minutes, I, I just want to check it out. I've never listened to their show before. Mm-hmm. And for the first 10 minutes, I didn't hear anything about Dynasty. They're talking about using going deeper on something and something else. And I didn't hear any Dynasty talk. So it was like, hey, buddy. Well, not for everybody. <laughs> Listen, some we're, we got a little different flavor every <laughs> once in a while that you might not enjoy. So. I don't know everybody else does it, but... Uh, Sorry. We'll make just a couple inappropriate jokes. <laughs> but listen. A couple per second. If he you. would tune in the next week's show, he'll be like, this is the greatest dynasty podcast in the world. I got to leave him five stars. So maybe he'll come back. Probably not. Probably not. I think he's he's done with us. Some people think I, I have peanut butter in my mouth. They do. We've heard that as well. We're not for everybody. No, we're not. But tune in next week where we break down the 2018 rookie quarterback class and what we think of them. And that, listen to my hot takes on Lamar Jackson. That stuff's for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Who's who's your number one quarterback? Don't tell till next week. I was going to say, we'll see. That's called a teaser. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.